When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. How far have the Giants fallen? Jones throws a pass upfield. It's stuff like the interception. This is what you said on this show the day after the Giants drafted him. This is you, Joel Clark. I thought that the New York Giants had a disastrous night last night. The Rich Eisen Show. The thing about Daniel Jones, while he was very good, he wasn't an above the X's and O's player. Today's guests, co-host of Peacock's brother from another, Michael Smith, actor J.K. Simmons, Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick, Boston Globe sports columnist Dan Shaughnessy, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yeah, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're Live on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM, Channel 85 on this uh, Rich Eisen Show radio dial, terrestrially coast to coast, Odyssey also streaming us. We say good morning to anybody who might be uh, listening to us uh, somehow, some way on our podcast as soon as it's posted. We say uh, good day to you. Uh, as, soon as, it's, uh, as soon as it's posted, we're all podcasts are acquired on our Cumulus Podcast Network. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and we appreciate every single one of our over 322,000 subscribers growing each and every day. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Hey, How Rich. are you? What's up, man? Good to see you, Mike Del Good Tufo. to see you, Rich. Good morning. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson, sir. How are you? Hey, Rich, I made a triumphant return to Staples Center last night. To did you really? Book. I did for the first time. You got time. out of your house. I hey! left, man, finally. Hey. First time in 20 months. The last time I was in Staples Center, wow. March the 1st, 2020, Sixers against the Clippers, returned last night. Well, what happened? Well, we lost in overtime. No. Wow. <laughs> you need to get you out of your house. You know, I just felt it was time. It okay. Was time, you know. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. Good to see you back no amongst more. everybody. It felt like good that. to be back. The fan, the crowd loved me. I was like, relax. I know. It's, yeah, I know. You're more entertaining than you 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 thought you needed to be. I'm sure. And uh, and, <laughs> and and and, and uh, you proved the Clippers are like, stay home. They're like, stay home. They don't they need did, you. They didn't need me. They don't need you. Well, that's good news right there. Yeah. That's good news. Thanksgiving week, everybody. Thanksgiving is yeah. right around the corner. Um, and um, so there's two ways to look at, uh, at, at at week 12. There's your traditional Thanksgiving games, right? Lions and the Cowboys hosting their, their Thanksgiving games. That's the traditional games. Then you've got the Bills and the Saints and these not-so-traditional but becoming, becoming traditional third uh, night game of your Thanksgiving uh, uh, triple header. Born out of uh, NFL Network um, years ago, you're welcome um, to all those people who don't want to talk to their relatives uh, all day long. <laughs> you're welcome. We were there for you. NBC says we'll take it. And all of us on uh, NFL Network saying uh, uh, oh, thank you. 
uh, to NBC for doing that. Um, so we can hang out uh, and ignore our families and watch television too. <laughs> I mean, it's when we want to work it, when we can just be like everybody else. But long story short, I digress. Uh, it's the first time since all three uh, games existed on one day for Thanksgiving, and uh, which is an awful way to say first time since they created that triple header with NFL Network spearing the way to do that. Uh, that all six games, uh, all six teams coming into the three games uh, coming off a loss. That's never happened before, and it's happened this time, and now the Saints are ridiculously banged up. It looks like Kamara and Ingram might be out. They might be missing not one but two offensive linemen. They're already missing their tight end. We already know uh, uh, Jameis Winston is out. My gosh. And here come the Bills limping in. So there's all that. And the Cowboys. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, But there's Sunday. There's Sunday, folks. And this Sunday is a special, special Sunday because there are nine games between teams 500 or better, the most such games in Week 12 or later since at least 1970. How about them apples? Nine games where everybody is 500 or better coming into the games. And we do, believe it or not, have a couple of them uh, coming up on, on Thanksgiving, even though everybody's losing coming in. But the, uh, you've got yourself a big-time game coming up on Sunday over and over and over again. The Titans and the Patriots, I cannot stress this enough. That game needs to be tied to the Sunday night game, Browns and Ravens. The Titans and the Patriots, 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. That game is huge because the Patriots, as we know, have not lost since uh, starting two and four. They've gone two and four and now five and oh. They're seven and four, and that five game win streak has them in first place in the AFC East. And if they beat the Titans, who turned it over four times to the Texans last week in a in a quintessential trap game, they fell in the trap. If the Patriots win that game, and the Browns then beat the Ravens on Sunday night. The Patriots emerge from Thanksgiving week as your one seed in the AFC at 8-4 and four with five more games to go. They will be going into the final five games of this longest regular season ever for them because they have a bye as well in the middle of all that to rest up. They are in the catbird seed position. Come on. Who would have thought that coming? And you want to talk about the Browns beating the Ravens. That is entirely possible today. I don't know if this means they're going to play, but we'll see how that plays out over the next three hours. Today, Jack Conklin on the Browns' offensive line and Kareem Hunt were both designated to return to practice. If Kareem Hunt goes with Chubb and Conklin helps protect the banged-up Baker Mayfield They're ready to go. They're ready to go damn near almost full strength. Lamar Jackson's returning to practice, though, today. As we know, he was not healthy enough to go in Chicago, even though he took the flight with the team, all balled up in his seat, so sick he didn't know that the plane had landed. And so that is a huge Sunday night game in conjunction with that early window game. And while that early window game is going on in New England, Tom Brady is in Indianapolis where the Colts are red hot and on fire. And the Colts are now making a push for the playoffs. And the Colts may have the hottest player in all of the NFL in Jonathan Taylor 
running the football, coming off a five-touchdown game against one of the best run defenses this league has seen put on a field over the last couple of seasons. How huge is that? And as that's going on, in Cincinnati, the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in a huge game in the AFC North prior to the night being finished up by the other AFC North battle. And that division has a team in the Browns having fallen into last place despite being 6-5 and and having won last week. And they're the ones who are absolutely dealing with a huge to-do with their fan base, freaking out about Baker Mayfield. There's a full freakout going on for so many people. And I'm trying to let everyone understand, just take a beat. Let's see what happens Sunday night, everyone. Certainly if Hunt and Conklin could possibly return Sunday night. Then you've got late window games in the NFC. Come on now. Rams coming off of their bye week, having sat on a two-game losing streak. Von Miller, you get him, you lose to the Titans. Odell Beckham, you get him on and unwrap him on the same day. Robert Woods goes down in practice, then you lose to the 49ers, getting hit in the mouth twice by a very physical team in Tennessee and San Francisco. And now here comes Green Bay coming off their loss against Minnesota. And the Rams need to win this football game. And so do the Packers, folks. So do the Packers. You could say maybe not, you know, maybe not for the division. Okay. But certainly if you want to start making hay, you were the one seed coming into last week. Okay. And Rodgers is banged up. His blind side is not protected by Elton Jenkins and certainly not Bakhtiari anytime soon. And here comes Von Miller. Or will the Packers just do what they've done against an NFC West opponent is go ahead and beat him. Go ahead and beat him. Remember, they went into San Francisco and beat him without Jenkins. Didn't matter. Remember, they went into Arizona, right? They go into Arizona and beat him. Devontae Adams being out. Beat him. Maybe they do it again against the Rams. And then the aforementioned 49ers are at home against the Vikings. Two teams at 5-5. Five and five. The winner goes to above 500, puts themselves right in the wild card spot in the NFC. And the loser goes to 5-6 and six and maybe watches a whole bunch of other teams passing by in the HOV lane of Week 12. Vikings coming off of that big win at home against the Packers. The 49ers having won two in a row and looking like the team that went to the Super Bowl two years ago in doing so. We had Debo Samuel on yesterday. What a terrific conversation that was. Go to our YouTube page for that, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Those are six games on Sunday. Of course, we're going to have our Thanksgiving appetite whetted tomorrow. Hmm. But that's the situation. And if we put up the playoff pictures in the AFC and the NFC, put up whichever one comes up first on your screen there, Hoskins. I'll take whichever one. Here's the AFC. You got your one seed, the Tennessee Titans. As I mentioned, the, pa- the Patriots have an opportunity to at least, if if the Ravens win, they're eight and three, right? And if the if the Ravens and Titans win, then it's still one two in the division, and the Patriots get knocked down a peg behind the Chiefs and potentially into the wild card spot if the Bills go ahead and win and go to seven and four, and the Patriots and Bills play next week. How great is that going to be? Mm-hmm. 
And then if the Patriots beat the Titans and the Browns beat the Ravens, the Patriots are in first place. And we'll see what happens with the Bills, obviously, on Thanksgiving night. The Bengals need to win in order to stay put in that five seed. If the Steelers win, they're 6-4-1 and the Bengals are 6-5. and You could do the math right there. Colts at 6-5, and Browns at 6-5. and You got the Raiders in Dallas first up. And then the Broncos at 5-5 five and five, taking on a Chargers team that's sitting there at 6-4 and four in the sixth seed. How big is all that? Then you take a look at the NFC. No matter what happens and everything that I've just mentioned, the Arizona Cardinals are on a bye week at 9-2. and two. They're in first place at 9-2 and two atop the conference, no matter what anything else happens. Because even if the Packers win 9-3, and three, as you know, isn't as good as 9-2. and two. And that's why the Packers need to win that game against the Rams because, again, you know, that might be something that comes into play for a playoff positioning. And who goes where come late January? You'd rather have the Rams come back to Lambeau, I would imagine, rather than the other way around, even though Rodgers might go there and want to stay there. Certainly if it's an NFC Championship game, winner stays there for the for the title uh, and loser goes home. Um and then, you know, they already have the wild, the, the, the uh, tie break against the Cardinals head-to-head. The Bucks against the Colts, they're 7-3 and three right now. I don't think they're in any danger of somebody coming up in division and hitting them since the Saints just appear to be so wounded and Trevor Simeon has proven so far that he's not consistent enough over four quarters to be a guy that can be consistent enough as a starter from games 1 through 17, which is why he's a career backup, unless he just suddenly finds himself a style of play and a consistency level that he's never shown over a long period of time of starting in the NFL. The Cowboys at 7-3. and three. Uh, You got objects closer than they appear as Washington takes on Seattle on Monday night, and the Eagles are taking on a Giants team that who the hell knows what that offense is going to look like with Freddie Kitchens cooking it up. Eagles at five and six. Kitchens cooking. Indeed. Let's see what you did. Vikings and Saints and Niners all at five and five, but the Vikings and Saints are the ones in the wild card spot over certain tie breaks against the Niners right now. And if you notice, the Seattle Seahawks are not even on the screen. They're not even sniffing it. They are currently in a way that I've never seen in the Pete Carroll era, that is for sure. They're currently, right now, 15th in the NFC. The only team below them are the Lions. And the Bears are right above them. That's your setup for your Thanksgiving week of football, baby. So excited to talk about it. Michael Smith, a brother from another, whose show we take you to on Peacock every single day. He's going to be first up right here. There's lots to talk about, certainly in the... Uh, Association last night, the Lakers minus LeBron go into Madison Square Garden, fall by 25 early, come back, actually take a lead at one point. Carmelo in the Garden was all good theater. It was fun. And to me, it just showed you, hey, folks, it's just a different team. It's just a different feel with LeBron not on that squad, man. They got tons of stars, I get it, but it's just a different feel, certainly for the NBA. I mean, I I definitely miss seeing LeBron in Madison Square Garden. That's his one shot at it with fans last year, as we all know, was the COVID year. You know, it's unfortunate, but he deserved to be suspended. That is for sure. 
And we'll talk about that along with Isaiah Stewart getting one game more than LeBron. That's one of the items up for bids with Michael Smith. Also on this program, Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons will be here. He's been here many, many times, Mm -hmm. despite being from the state of Michigan. A man who is a diehard fan of the Detroit Lions. He is a diehard fan of Ohio State football. Pardon me, the Ohio State football. So we'll have fun mixing it up with the big game coming up on Saturday between Michigan and the Ohio State. We'll also reveal our Gorilla Glue Toughest Player on Planet Earth award winner for this week. We give out $1,000 in free glue to a player. That's coming up on our program. Michael Vick will be here to talk about all the uh, association, uh, the, the all the uh, NFL uh, topics that we just generated right here, checking on all the injury report news over the next two-plus hours. Dan Shaughnessy is going to be here as well. He's written a new book on uh, the 70s and 80s Celtics and the Bird era Celtics. It's called Wish It Lasted Forever. My version of the book is Thank God It Ended. And we'll show you both book covers later on in this program. It's funny. I just whipped that out overnight. It was kind of crazy. I meant the book. All right. Wow. That's what she said. You know. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing a pumpkin-colored sport coat. I have more pie in the back. Do you want some? Absolutely not. As you know, I think you you should take that pumpkin pie and put it in the trash because pumpkin pie is trash. (laughs) in the trash. I got ripped apart about my apples. These are facts. These are facts. I don't know what you're talking about about being ripped apart about your apples, sir. (laughs) Thank God we're going to break. Michael Smith, when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our terrestrial radio show, giving Mick Cronin an attaboy for suiting and booting still for UCLA <laughs> basketball. I'm eating pumpkin pie in a cup, Rich. I uh, sure is. <laughs> That's not a metaphor for anything, are you? No, he's it's not. I'm literally okay, eating an actual fact. Pie that is just not <laughs> appealing to me at all. Pumpkin pie in a cup. What are you? <laughs> pumpkin pie in a cup, everybody. Let's go. Well done. And for the radio audience, it's it's a it's a uh, a paper cup, not not something that you I use mean, as protection wear because that would have been fine particularly that would have been particularly. No, it's gross. like a coffee a cup. That we have not galling. even a solo cup. Half <laughs> pumpkin pie. Half Brother for another is Michael Smith, whose show uh, follows our with Michael Holly every day, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Back here on our show. How are you, sir? Good. Just concerned. Why y'all eating pumpkin pie? <laughs> exactly, Mike. Um, it's, Wait, what? It, it's also 9.22 a.m. Pacific time. He's challenging oh, pumpkin pie. I ain't got nothing to do with it. It ain't y'all, saying, y'all, Mike, y'all, it's y'all couldn't fire a sweet potato pie? That's, that's facts. Come on. That's These are I'm facts saying. that he spits. That's part of the reason why we have you on, Michael, is you All spit right. facts. I didn't have one. I knew Michael Smith was a sweet you're potato You're reasonable. Guy. That you're not a hot taker. You're reasonable. You're smart. <laughs> you know? I think so. You've got taste. You've got style. You know, you, you, you dovetail with our program is basically pumpkin what I'm saying. Pumpkin pie is for people who don't know how to make or can't find sweet potato pie and they're settling for pumpkin pie because it's, you know. Well, here's what I said, Michael. Michael, I I once upon a time covered a rodeo in Redding, California. Okay. All right. And I'm a New York Jew. I didn't know what the hell I was going on. (laughs) You know, Uh, I actually was interviewing the, uh, the all around cowboy Ty Murray. And it was, I had no idea what he looked like. I went in there and I'm like, can you point out Ty Murray, which at the time, would have been similar to walking in the United Center and saying, can you point out Michael Jordan? Like, they gave me cross-eyed looks. The reason why I bring this all up is I thought to myself as I'm watching all of these uh, uh, competitions play out, I'm like, who thought of this? It was just probably somebody who was bored and drunk on the range. And to me, that's the way I think pumpkin pie was created. Somebody was, somebody was in a patch, bored, drunk, and it's like, let's make a pie out of it. Like, we got nothing but pumpkins. Let's just make the best of the situation. Perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like I, you know. I've been since last night. I've been trying to figure out, like, because just we take it for granted. Because we all just. I mean, I, I think I did it instinctively. I don't think anybody had to tell me to do this. Mm-hmm. But who was the first person who decided? Man, you know what? We'll, like, what we have to do with these Oreos is dunk it in milk. Yeah. Like, who was the first to do that? And that, and that, and that the word spread. A genius. That's whoever you know? that person was. Maybe they. Then I was trying to think after Giannis. You know, discovered fire last night. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, what's the last thing that, what's the last thing that just kind of blew my mind? What was the last game changer? So for somebody, once upon a time, pumpkin pie must have been a game changer. It was. Like, oh, we can make a pie out of this. For Giannis, Dunkin' Oreos is a game changer. I'm trying to think of the last thing that just like blew my mind like that. They just like, oh man, that's a, like Cam Newton put me on to uh, Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch mixed. Huh. Which is incredible. Wow, oh. that is that's probably amazing. Is that what yeah, the yeah. cereal he was referring to about eating that cereal a week before? Probably. Is that the cereal he was referring I mean, to? I'm guessing it is because <laughs> once you go Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you do not go back. <laughs> um, the other thing that came to mind for me was Hennessy and Lemonade. I don't know how many uh, Hennessy drinkers are, are here, but Hennessy and Lemonade go No. Far. All right, I'm going to write all these uh, down. It's going to be a long weekend for me, I guess. I don't know. How do I make the segue from this conversation to LeBron punching somebody in the face? How do I do that? I don't know, other than just walk well, through Hennessey, the door. Anything is possible, yeah. but Hennessy has led to quite a few people getting punched in the face. Right. Penny will lead part. to a scratch. So, uh, what, we are at the holiday season, so there's pumpkin pie and there's fights. 
That's the spice. That's the spice. That's the spice. Michael Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what do you make of LeBron getting one game fewer than the guy he punched? What do you think about that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And, and okay, did Isaiah Stewart uh, react uh, more dramatically than we've typically seen from somebody getting hit in the face? Sure. But far be it for me to tell somebody how they should behave after getting hit in the face and, you know, being blinded by their own blood. So, again, and let's focus on the root word. He overreacted, as in there was something that precipitated his reaction, which was getting hit in the face. So, for me, I just felt like they should have gotten equal suspension. Like, I guess I just don't understand what the – I get what the second game is for from Stewart, but what's the first game for? You understand what I'm saying? Like, give him one if you think that he caused an unnecessary uh, scene, but you don't give him two when he never hit anybody in the face to begin with. Well, I guess if you're looking at the penalty in terms of, uh, I guess, something to uh, teach a lesson in a way. Right, right, a deterrent. Thank you, sir. Uh, That's the word I was looking for. If you're looking for it as a deterrent, um, that's the extra game because you don't want um, people the size of NBA players sure. spilling in any way, shape, or form in a direction of a fan that's because sitting right there won. on the floor. Because remember, he got hit in the face, so he would have got hit in the face and gotten suspended for a game for how he reacted getting hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And everybody's square, even Steven. But to give him two, acted as to me, says that what he did was more egregious than what LeBron did. Now, LeBron tried to apologize immediately. He sought out his phone number. I'm not here to judge LeBron's intent, but that looked like a closed fist to me. And, you know, if LeBron's going to be suspended for what started the incident, it just felt like, um, it just felt like Stewart shouldn't have gotten two. You know, I, I would have I been okay with Stewart getting one. But, again, he got hit in the face. And if he, you know, lost his mind as a result, I mean, okay. Get hit in the face and see how you would react. I, I would love to know what part of the rule book says, this is how you're supposed to conduct yourself. Where does this? I know what it says in the Bible. I don't know where it says turn the other cheek in the rule book. Um, but, you know, LeBron's, LeBron will be back, uh, and they'll both be back for this next Pistons game. Anthony Davis had, a good, had an interesting point about our guys get hit in the face all the time. Yeah, but he didn't require nine stitches to close one of them ever. So. Right, and that, and that didn't look like that didn't look like pure traditional incidental contact. That looked excessive on the part of LeBron. Well, I mean, LeBron shouldn't be throwing an elbow like that. I mean, he's well, got I think a, he hit, I think it was more of a closed fist. It looks like an elbow from one angle, but right. from the, the top angle, it's like a backhand closed fist. Well, either way, he, he's got to know, you know, that something like that could could seriously injure whoever is in his vicinity, and that's 100%. why that's why he suspended one game for it because that was that was really reckless on his part. Exactly. Um, so, what what do you make of the sense though that uh, Stewart's reaction speaks to a lack of respect for LeBron league wide from the youngsters? What do you think of that concept that was forwarded in a way by Stephen A. Michael Smith, what do you think of that one? <laughs> oh man, it's Thanksgiving. Let me be nice. So wait, what? 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 What happened? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, speaks, no, this the, speaks to a lack of respect. Yes, that 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 players of a, dude got hit in the face and it went crazy. Right. That 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 if Jordan had ever thrown that that elbow, somebody wouldn't want to go fight Mike. But LeBron is a different 
story to the young kids in the NBA right now as compared to a previous generation. That was the... Uh, I'm getting that gist correct, gents, right? Isn't that right? That's essentially well, what uh, Yeah, essentially what he's been saying. I'll just put it this way. Your man reached way up his pulled that one out. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that. Somebody got punched in the face, and I don't care who it was. Like, and first of all, it's, it's not about LeBron. It's about Isaiah Stewart. Like, look into Isaiah Stewart's background. And Isaiah Stewart by all accounts, is one of those dudes that, you know, you don't want to cross, you know. I'm not saying he's Charles Oakley, but, I mean, Isaiah Stewart got hit and, and injured in a way that would set anybody off. I don't think LeBron, I don't think anybody that gets hit in the face in that moment is thinking, man, this guy's one of the greatest players ever. Uh, I probably shouldn't mess with him. All, all you're thinking about is, I just got hit in the face. And unless you know that that person is going to do any more damage to you, you're going after them. So somebody's reputation as a tough guy in that moment doesn't matter. You know, like Michael Jordan, I don't know that Michael Jordan was ever considered some incredible fighter. Who was it that he pushed open-handed um, that time? That's, you know, uh, but Michael Jordan is, is famous for punching Steve Kerr in practice. I don't know if that makes Michael Jordan a fighter. Per se. Well, just not afraid of him is essentially the sense, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, okay, like who's afraid of anybody in the NBA if that's what we're talking about? Like this, this was one incident. This doesn't speak to some. With all the respect, Rich, can I please like not have to entertain that? No problem. No problem. I, I, let, yeah. let me move on then. That Michael Smith, <laughs> Michael Smith, reporting that uh, the president, not the only one, to have a, a colonoscopy this week. There. No, I did. I, I, I definitely I love it. No. We'll, talk, we'll talk about that offline. We'll okay. talk. No worries. Michael Smith here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, let's move on to the NFL. Why do you think Baker Mayfield gets as much crap as he gets? Mm. Ooh, that's loaded. How about that? Ooh. Why do you think he gets as much crap uh, as, as, uh, as maybe anyone else in the NFL? Like literally it was two weeks ago that he boat raced the Bengals. It's yep. obvious that he's not completely healthy and that he doesn't have any protection up front. Odell's dad is the one who's Zapruder filming all 22, <laughs> you know, and 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 Baker gets all the, the crap and very little of any credit that other quarterbacks might get for their moxie or what have you. Why do you hmm. think that is? Michael? I'm more fascinated by the premise and by the uh... – by, by, by your take on it, because okay. it's, it sounds like it's unfair in your mind. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out what well, here's, aspect here's, of the crap is unfair. Okay, the aspect... He's inconsistent. He is definitely... Okay. He is inconsistent. Yep, he definitely is. Um, but he does perform well enough for this team last year and that the reason why they're 6-5 and five is not his fault. The defense was garbage the first month of the season. You know, he was the one who put up all those points in Kansas City and they couldn't stop Kansas City despite having the lead late. I mean, we could parse this thing out completely. Mm, okay. But, No, yeah. man, it, it, it feels like you're giving him a – and this is typical with quarterbacks. It feels like you're – I don't know if you're trying to, like, balance it out here. What? But if you're saying that he gets – if you're saying – sorry, I got somebody actually calling me on my house phone right now, so sorry about the beats there. That's Stephen A. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Um, if if you if you're saying that somebody gets um, that that he's getting too much blame, I feel like you're giving him too much credit. 
Like, I think they play around Baker Mayfield more than anything. I think that running game and that defense, when it is playing, is protecting Baker Mayfield. Does he have some ability? Yeah. Does he have flashes? Yeah. But I haven't seen somebody who has been the franchise savior that a number one overall pick. He beat the crap out of the Steelers last year, Michael, in a playoff game. When was the last time the Browns could say something like that? He went well, ahead I mean, in Cincinnati. Relative to the history, recent history of Browns quarterbacks yes. or playoff futility, sure, mm-hmm. definitely give him a cookie or a pumpkin pie if you prefer. <laughs> but the Steelers at that point were like completely falling apart. And Ben Roethlisberger had one of the sloppiest, most prolific stat lines in NFL history. You know what I mean? The Steelers threw that game away early. But, yeah, sure, he gets credit for that. I'm not saying he's not a above-average starting quarterback or the potential to be that. Right. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that – I'm going back to the premise, which I'm rejecting. I don't think the criticism that he's gotten has been unfair. Have there been some circumstances around him that have made his life more difficult? Sure. But therein lies the difference between great quarterbacks and okay quarterbacks, as you know is the ones that, for the most part, can overcome some of those issues, whereas Baker strikes me as a guy that needs everything to be perfect around him. They booed him at home, Michael. They booed him in his home stadium. You know, coming, again, just because they struggled to beat the Detroit Lions at home, you know, uh, without a considerable amount of their pieces. That's what I'm saying, is that I, I, think I don't know another it. quarterback that does that for a 6-5 and five team coming off of a of a playoff season in which also, um, you know, he, he, he's come up with some big wins. That's that's what I'm saying. Who else is getting – You think he deserves a little bit of a break, a little bit of benefit of the doubt? Well, I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying all, all year as long. And you're saying – As many commercials as Baker Mayfield is in, I've always just struggled to buy him. Um, but maybe, maybe there's another level for him to go to. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. Maybe the problem is that's – is that he's okay, and that where you're number one overall pick, okay. and in in every commercial uh, on, and and you've got all of this different uh, hype and hoopla around you. Maybe the expectation, unfairly so, is that he's supposed to be more than what he is. Um, he has been beat up. He is a tough kid. He's playing through it. Um, but I, what I'm really hearing, though, if mm-hmm. I can psychoanalyze you for a second, sure. I'm hearing a guy that just knows what it's like to not have a quarterback and see somebody that you think is mistreating theirs. <laughs> yes, it, especially it, 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 since, it you. hey, man, here's my point. is like, you know, ride your, the, the horse that you're with when the, the horse that you're with has the ability to win a playoff game for you. Because you you might you know regret having to go back into the draft mm-hmm. to find your guy, and then that guy gets hurt, and then you As trade. The flies with then the then you trade you then you trade actual you draft. You trade actual draft capital for somebody who would never start for anybody else in the NFL, barring a huge car wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's an unvaccinated quarterback who then is now useless to you mm-hmm. a week after you start him because he's a close contact of a guy who actually has it. Speak so, on it. so that's what I'm saying. Like that's <laughs> my I, current situation as you've dog, just now you've you. now led me to. Like, would the Browns prefer that? You know, right. and I understand the concept of why would I settle for mediocre play when I ha- can get better. Yeah, you can get better actually in the next six weeks with this guy. Is what I'm saying. The Jets can't. With the no, guy I that feel they you. I have. feel your pain on that, bro. And and I, last time I, I talked to you, I think mm-hmm. I might, if I recall correctly, it's been a couple of weeks. 
I think I got kind of excited about Mike White. Yes. And I was telling you, like, yo, man, this is a this is a first world problem. This ain't a problem. Like, you yes. actually might have a they have two quarterbacks. And yeah, yeah. The Jets started. Happened. Yeah, Michael, the Jets started building him a statue outside of MetLife, but it looks like the Venus de Milo now. They can't complete it with arms and a head. They just stopped. It's over. <laughs> Mike White's no. statue is just like half a body. That's basically what it is out there. And that's again, got, that's my point. Personal... That's my point. Do you want to go back there? And I understand no. that might be a false choice for some. But that's the reality once you do go down that road of what the plan B is and why are you booing the guy when you have no idea what he's actually going through to get out there. That's all I'm saying. And I feel that's like I've... That's considerate of you. I, I got nothing personal against Baker. I hope he works out. Cleveland deserves yeah, it. Right. But I do. what I love most about that take mm-hmm. is, you know, you got to uh, appreciate what you have. Yes. You never, the, other, the other half doesn't even have... Yes. Mediocrity. That is also a sign of our times, too, Michael. You know, like live in the moment. Carpe diem. Th- appreciate what you have while you have it. Uh, I feel like I've pissed you off with choices of, of asking you questions <laughs> no! during this conversation. No, 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 no. It, hey, no, Rich. Okay. No, not, never, right. never. It just was just... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, no, it's, it's my no, it's, it's, it's not it's, your you know, baggage. You're, it's, you're, me. It's, I, it's me. It's me. It's not you. It was only just that one. It was only just that one. I didn't know one. I was triggering. I really had no idea. You but, have, why would you? Why would you? I don't and, know. and it's my job. Yes. It's my job. No, it's if not. I get punched in the face, <laughs> accept it and move on and not run around like a madman. Michael right? Smith, everybody. Well yes. done, Michael. He did not All right. leave the conversation in a timely fashion, right? <laughs> he just dropped it. He circle went out back. the tunnel and he tried to circle, circle, he just back. circle back. That's exactly what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your show later today, sir? Who do you got? Um, what do you got? We got uh, well, you know what? I'm going to see your J.K. Simmons. Ah. And uh, I won't say raise you, but match you with uh, Glenn Terman. Uh, okay. Speaking of rodeo. Okay. One, one time. Okay. rodeo performer. Okay. Very good. Uh, and then our regular visits from uh, Vincent Goodwill and uh, Jason Johnson. So Very we're going to chop it up, talk about uh, a, a number of things. Some of the things we've just covered, with the exception of that uh, – hot take about <laughs> well michael ask ask uh your guest about my theory about how certain competitions in rodeo were created is it based on just being bored and drunk back in the range back in the day and just saying you know here's this rope i'm going to throw it around this animal and see what can happen. will do before i let you go yes sir if i if i may are you up against the clock not at all okay before i let you go if i may uh-huh. um because you know i have an ohio state buckeye uh i don't have a dog in this fight mm-hmm but I want to be on your side. Thank you. But I don't feel good about it. Can you tell me why Michigan is going to knock off Ohio State? I can't say that with any certainty. There is a roadmap, however, as opposed to previous years. The roadmap is they've got two spectacular pass rushers coming from either end of the mm-hmm. line. The, they, they also have a spectacular running back in Hassan Haskins who will make the world of some lucky team that decides to choose him in the first round of next year's draft. Mm-hmm. He is that good. And they've got a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes and they just got to put up, they got to put up sevens instead of threes and they got to have takeaways instead of, you know, giveaways and, and, and don't let the ball get thrown over the head. Like everybody else. You know what? And honestly, that's, and that's, that's about it, you know? And then I'll just say this in terms of the, um, the good versus evil here. 
mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. And I understand that I'm treading into very, very, very uh, uh, dark waters here um, with my take here. But do you want Ohio State to go again? Do you really want them going again? Do you really want them going to the Big Ten championship game again? you really want them in the national championship round of four again? I mean, let's get a little variety out there. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what Jim Harbaugh can actually do in all of that. Don't you think that that would be a little bit more <laughs> no. interesting? I'm just appealing to no. your sense of a story of a, of a storyline. Um, you know, I'm sure you're just as much of a – of a of a storyline aficionado of as course. I am, um, that's what I root for. Exactly, you root for storylines. You don't think it's a better storyline to see Michigan go and see what happens with Harbaugh and then Ohio State again? Like, what do you think? I don't have the emotional investment in Jim Harbaugh that I did when he was in and leaving San Francisco and first going to Michigan. Yeah, but either you love him or you hate him. There's 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 I'm no there's no gray area. Now. Really, you're I used the gray area. To. I, I'm indifferent now. It's been too long and, and, and too many disappointing seasons. That's so. exactly right. That he hasn't been there. So getting him back there, he makes it more interesting. Jim's mm, more interesting. No, the best teams make it interesting. I mean I, I want to root for Michigan because I just don't want to be on the same side as Michael Holly. <laughs> and I like you. Mm-hmm. You know, quiet as kept. Don't tell Appreciate him it. I prefer you to Michael. Thank you. Um <laughs> So I just want to root for Michigan for those for, for trolling purposes more than anything. But well, I believe then. Ohio State's the better team. And honestly, I just want to see the best teams. And not only that, I don't want to see expansion. Not to get off on a whole other topic, but like this season, I'm kind of like rethinking my whole stance on college football. Expansion. Well, I guess, you know, I mean, just this now you've opened a whole can here. And when we are kind of getting close to being up yeah, against it. Sorry. But no, but the whole idea, again, that you've just mentioned that. Like, that Ohio State. Longer than that, it needed to be. I apologize. That Ohio State, Alabama's dropped below Ohio State in the rankings. And we're arguing about, you know, what's up with that? And Alabama, Ohio State. You know, Alabama hasn't played a good enough defense over the last two, three weeks or whatever, whoever the hell's in charge of that committee said on ESPN last night, and people are arguing about it. It's like, we shouldn't argue about it. Ohio State and Alabama should make it in this championship round, in a round of eight and a round of 12. Let's get, and I know it takes a little bit of the edge off a game like this weekend, but it still means a ton of stuff, certainly if it means that you get to stay at home instead of on the road for the first round of the playoffs. Like, put a home field advantage on it here. I'll make it quick. I think, do you want a tournament or do you want a championship? I want a tournament. That's what I want. I don't want a tournament. I don't think there are 12 teams that are championship-worthy teams, and if they are, they'll prove it in a regular season. Let's talk about this next week. How does that sound? All right. And and you'll know that in advance, so I don't don't piss you off and bother bringing it up. You didn't piss me off. You Okay. I want you guys to like right. dig deeper into this. I just situation want you to know. I just point. want you to my, my my hand was open. It wasn't closed when I asked that question. Okay, <laughs> and my elbow was. Better. And okay, you have my good. phone number if you want to apologize. All right, very good. <laughs> Michael Smith, everybody. All right, Michael. Smith. All right, Mike. Michael Smith. <laughs> Brother from another after us on uh, NBC Sports on Peacock at three Eastern time. We'll take a break. Your phone calls eight four four two zero four rich number to dial and our Gorilla Glue NIL deal. Let's hand that out when we come back. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. So, uh, our Gorilla Glue name, image, and likeness award that we've been giving out every single week, every yeah. single week on the Rich Eisen Show since the college football season began, the toughest player on planet Earth. We are focusing on Baylor football. What a season it has been for the Baylor Bears and their head coach, Dave Aranda. And... Um, we're focusing on this team that has an opportunity, by the way, to make the Big 12 championship game this week. All they have to do is beat Texas Tech at home, and Oklahoma State is favored to beat the Sooners. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, the Baylor Bears get into the Big 12 championship game. And the player that we're focusing on is in the running back group. His name is Treston Ebner. Now, he's not leading the team in rushing. That's Abram Smith, who has 185 carries for 1,249 yards and 11 touchdowns. He leads the, the, the team in all of those categories. But what Tristan Ebner leads the Baylor Bears in is not just longevity. He's a fifth-year senior who goes way back to the tenure of current Carolina head coach Matt Rule when he was building that program and crushing it. He was one of the kids who helped build this program with Matt Rule, who then left, and Aranda came in. And Tristan Ebner had an opportunity as a fifth-year senior, obviously, and to maybe go somewhere else for his fifth year. He decided to stay. He broke Baylor's program record. He played in his 58th career game. He had, his, the, he had the first touchdown of the game, only his second of the season against Kansas State. And it was a big game for Kansas State. It was their last get-home game. It was parents' weekend. In front of Kurt and Brenda Warner, for crying out loud, he scored that touchdown to start the scoring for Baylor. He had 127 all-purpose yards, and he's the he was the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Year last year. Special. This is a this is a glue guy. He's a dad. He's got a daughter, and he is one of the leaders on this Baylor Bears team. He has caught our eye all year long, and we decided to give him this award um, this week. And he's unable to uh, uh, call into the show today, but we do hope to get to meet him. And uh, he's a guy who embodies what this NIL deal is all about, which is leadership, balling out, being a, being a good guy, not just in your locker room, but for your teammates and in the community as well. That's Treston Ebner of the Baylor Bears. Congratulations to him. He gets the $1,000 Let's go. and free uh, product from Gorilla yes, Glue. Yes. Love it. Which, as you know, from every single player that we've been able to talk to this year, uh, they kind of dig the glue more than the money, which is kind of uh, <laughs> interesting. Well, they got broken stuff right yeah. uh, They got stuff to <laughs> fix. Right. So this uh, award, we thank again our partners at Gorilla Glue, uh, giving this NIL deal to somebody who doesn't see it coming, doesn't expect it, but gets it because they deserve it. 
And Gorilla Glue brings you this award. And Gorilla Glue is the makers of high-quality adhesives and tapes, which is why these players are going crazy about getting it. And it's much like the players this award recognizes. Gorilla brings toughness and strength to even the most difficult household projects and repairs. Gorilla Glue for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. We send our best to the Baylor Bears program. Congrats. They could get the Big 12 championship game. That would be awesome. We'll be keeping an eye on that on Saturday. I hope I'm not flipping to the game because uh, I'm done watching mine. Well, you could be done watching yours in a good way. Mm, thank you. Hey, Rich, speaking of the, the Gorilla Glue, you know, they sent us tape. Yeah. And so, you know, I've got this art over here. I've used Gorilla Tape mm-hmm. on all this. This morning, I used regular Scotch tape on one of these. You see what happened? It fell. Right next to Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> the picture fell. Everything it else has Gorilla right. Tape. That's my need, fault. Do you need more product? Is well, I'm going to go grab it right now. Okay. You know? Very so, good. Th- nice. Nice sponsorship opportunity right there. (laughs) Hour two coming up.